Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are into our second millennium here. or no, Centennial, century, I guess. Centennial, I guess. Centennial? Yeah, okay. Episode 102. As usual, you can reach us at Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, or you can send us a message on Facebook, Facebook at Till I Die podcast. Yeah, or on Instagram. Yep, just look up Until I Die. So, without further ado, we have a guest today, and I'm really excited about it. I was a really big fan of this band, and I'm just uh, excited to hear what she's got to say. So, um, we have with us today, from the band Betty Blowtorch, Sharon Needles. How you doing, hey, Sharon? I'm good. We're great. So, are awesome. you, you somewhere in sunny Southern California? Is that where you are? Yeah, I'm in Laguna Hills, which is South Orange County. In, yeah, Southern California. Gotcha. It's so it's like yeah. 80, 80 every day and sunshine. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice here. It's uh, probably in the mid seventies right now. I'm, I'm guessing, but yeah, we had a little bit of rain during the winter, um, but yeah, I'm a- nice and sunny and warm. Wow, sounds perfect. Well, yeah. I wish it was like that yeah. by us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you? Are you a California girl, Sharon? Did you grow up there, or did you grow up elsewhere? I actually was born in Holland, so my mom and dad, they're Dutch and Indonesian, mm. and I moved here when I was three. So, I mean, you know, not born, but raised, yes. You grew up in, you grew up in California. Okay. So, yeah. Tom, you're, yeah. you're, you're Dutch originally, aren't you, or something? Don't you have Dutch in your family? Dutch. I mean, it's, it's a few generations back, but even this, I live in the western side of Michigan, Sharon, and it's oh. heavily Dutch. Oh, okay. All right. Lots of tall, blonde people. Right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> no, it seems well, to be. It so, seems to me like you got the height of the Dutch, but like the like you look like a mix between Indonesian and Dutch. Now that you say it, because I was kind of curious what your your nationality or your your uh... yeah nationality yeah. yeah yeah. So I'm like probably I'd say I'm maybe seventy five percent Indonesian, and okay. then um you know and then uh, the rest Dutch and other European countries, but mostly Dutch and Indonesian. Yeah. So it's it's funny because the Dutch have a like a around here because it's so Dutch. Like I said, we have a we have like a reputation as being like cheap, like super cheap, bad tippers. Like, <laughs> is that something heard that said about the Dutch? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll it's... just let you know I'm a generous tipper. I, I don't. I don't. Right. Right. I, I'm a pretty good tipper, but I'm That's I good. am I am frugal with some stuff, and it's funny because my boss always tells me that he's like. This is the Dutch in you. Come on, man. But I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, I was also a bartender, so I'm pretty good about. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd say I'm careful with my money. I wouldn't say I'm cheap. <laughs> but, there you go. So, but yeah. what's, a, what's your? How'd you get into playing music? What's your musical background? Well, let's see here. My mom was into music. Everybody on my mom's side is pretty musical. Um. And, uh, well, I actually sang in the, in the church choir when I was a little, a little mm. kid, like, uh, from like, I don't know, grade school. But, um, but when I, I believe you didn't grade... start on fire. Some of those Betty Blowtorch songs, like just bursting. <laughs> <the flames. laughs> I know, right. <laughs> Playing, um, violin when I was in the fifth grade and accordion. I wish I played both of those still. Um, mm. but, <laughs> but yeah, I thought really, that was what I played when I was younger. And then, uh, I didn't really start playing um, an instrument like the guitar and the bass until, well, bass first, uh, maybe at 17 or something, um, so a little bit later. Uh, and then I switched to guitar around 28, so 
Really? Was this, yeah, yeah. Now, was this always yeah. in Laguna Hills, or were you, were you somewhere else in California? At that no, point? no, I lived in L.A. I, I oh, moved LA. to Laguna Hills, like, you know, like, just before I got married and, and ah, I gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that wasn't on L.A. and all that, but most of the time I, I lived up in Los Angeles for the music part, um, playing and stuff like that. But so, yeah. Did you, did you, so you, you were, you were in butt trumpet. I was in butt trumpet. Yes. With was uh, that Bianca like your first, was that like your first big like gig or did you do some, were you kicking around in bands before that? that, that you uh, made, or? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you would have heard of um, any of the earlier bands. I, I started, you know, punk rock band like when I was, you know, 17 or 18. Mm. Um, but we, I mean, we didn't do a whole lot, played a lot locally and re- recorded some that didn't release anything. Uh, the first band I joined that actually released any vinyl was Love Dolls, which mm. was, uh, it was an all-female band from Los Angeles also, did some vinyl, did some West Coast touring. Now what, are we, um, what, but, what, are, what are we talking here, like mid-80s or late 80s or what? Um, Late 80s. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And um, and then Butt Trumpet was right after that, I'd say. So, and that was early '90s. So, were you recruited for? But how did Butt Trumpet come together? Was it was it like some friends coming together, or did did Tom kind of recruit everybody, or how did how did that work? A Tom, yeah, Tom started the band, uh, and he met Bianca at a meeting, and I didn't join until maybe three months later. So they did have a bass player before me. Another, ba- I mean, a second because we had two bass players, yeah. right? Um, and I, so I joined three months later. Uh, for uh, we actually, the band I was in before for a short time, we played a show with Butt Trumpet. Mm. And uh, the band that I was in, um, my singer was married to the bass player that was before me in Butt Trumpet. And I remember he was laughing, going, "My wife just joined this band called Butt Trumpet," and I was <laughs> dying. I was like, "I want to be in that band. I love that name." <laughs> so we ended up playing a show with them and um and i you know became friends with tom and bianca and i joined the band a couple months later now was that was that previous band uh, the band that, that you warmed up for them was that was that love dolls or was that another band actually that was outside inside so i mean i did a couple other things that we didn't really do a whole lot um okay. we played shows never recorded with them but uh i was in that band for a couple of months okay so um but yeah so was was, the, was everybody else in butt trumpet female other than Tom? No, we had um, we had uh, so we had a few incarnations of the band. But when I joined, our drummer was a guy named Christian, and our guitar player was a guy named Johnny. Hmm. And after Christian, we had a drummer named Marcus. So we had some guys in the band. Okay, um, and the two girls played bass. Right. Two okay. girls played bass, and then and then Blair joined. Um, I'd say 93 or so. And Blair and Bianca had been in a band previously called Sin. I think they're mm. called Sin. And so we were at the studio rehearsing and Blair's other band, and I don't remember who that was, was rehearse, rehearsing in the next room. And, you know, Bianca saw her and she's like, dude, you know, we're looking for a guitar player. And so since they knew each other and they played before, we started jamming with Blair and it clicked. So mm. that's how she joined the band. You know, can can we actually throw an audible here? And because we we didn't actually plan this, but we should play a butt trumpet song just to give people an sure. idea. 
people an idea. Sure. What what would you yeah. recommend? What's your what's the butt trumpet song that people should hear? I know the one I think of, but I want to know what you think. Uh, I think you're thinking maybe uh, I'm, I'm I'm ugly and I don't know why. Is that what you're thinking of? Because you sang you sang that one, right? Yeah, but we could do another one if you want. No, to I that. think that one's I think that one's perfect. And you did play that with Betty Blowtorch too. We sure and did. And we, I was going to say it too. I was going to say, actually, I was thinking Primitive Enema, but you know what? That one's perfect. Wait, no, that. you know what? Do you know what? No, I disagree. Cool. I disagree. Okay. I'm, ugly, I'm ugly, and I don't know why it's perfect, because I, okay. I, I think that's a great choice. So let's do that, Neil. Let's okay. do Butt Trumpet, I'm Ugly, and I Don't Know Why. Okay, that was the beautifully named butt trumpet with "I'm ugly and I don't know why." Um, what was the what was the what was the purpose behind having two bass? 
two bases, bassists, bassists. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a that's a question for Tom probably. But I think um, I you know I don't know. I'm not really sure. I know they did that in uh, God. What was that movie? Oh my God! Spinal Tap. Totally escaping me. Spinal Tap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's where he got the idea, but um, you know they were already they already had two bass players when I joined, and uh, so I, I have no idea how that came about. I think it was a Tom thing. Oh, I know what happened. He was at this meeting, and he saw Bianca and, you know, said, Hey, we should be in a band. He goes, okay. And he goes, what instrument do you play? No way. Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, one of them said, I'm, I already have a bass player. And the other one said, I think it was Bianca said, maybe you should have two. And he wanted her in the <laughs> band so bad that uh, he said, all right. So they had two bass players. So, so the way we had it was Bianca played what we called a not loud bass, which was clean. <laughs> And then I played, you know, I played with a fuzz wah pedal, uh, mm. and it was we called it obnoxious bass. I see. And, and were, were both basses playing the same thing, or were you both doing different things? Um, I think basically kind of the same. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, just different sound. Yeah, yeah. Well, Flipper did. Flipper did that, right? Neil didn't Flipper have two basses? They did. Yeah, did and it was very very powerful. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spinal tap yes exactly. Yeah, exactly so so that's where the so that so by at this point in the latest in the later version of butt trumpet you had blair the other guitar player mm -hmm. yourself who would be the guitar player and you had bianca who would play bass and sing so mm -hmm. at what and point did you decide you need to have a coup a what was there a <laughs> moment you where you're out. like where you thought you wanted to have a coup and you're like, we need to overthrow this. We need to break out on our own. Was there a, like an aha moment at some point? Uh, well, at the end, I think towards the end, we played the, um, it was called the deck, the hall ball up in Seattle. I think okay. we're kind of starting to go through a little bit of, you know, um, a, a few problems here and there. Uh, and I remember when we played the deck, the hall ball, we played with, and you won't believe these bands we played with. We did, it was it was insane the lineup. It was Cheryl Crow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know <laughs> the Cramps. The Cramps like were, wow. were probably closest uh, in you know genre to the Cramps. Sure, but yeah, Radiohead. Oh boy, wow. Um, <laughs> this is a nightmare. Called, I don't know who Fred Moore is, but um, yeah. So it was just kind of a you know like a kind of a mismatched show, but. Um, but it was fun, and so we, we anyways we went up there, and I remember the venue that we played at was like um, they wanted us to charge like twenty twenty five bucks for t shirts. We normally sold them for seven or eight bucks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. because the other bands were char told to ch you know charge that much also, yep. we kind of all had to say you know, an undercut. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were asked to play you know to sell them for twenty bucks and. Tom was livid, you know, he was just like, we're, you know, it's punk rock band, we got punk rock fans, we don't want to do that. And we kind of got into a whole, you know, um, argument about t-shirts and stuff like that, as ridiculous as it sounds. But we were forced to sell them for that much because that's how much all the bands were, you know, selling them for. Anyways, like between that and a lot of other, you know, arguments, we decided he wanted to end the band. And we were like you're going to end the band. No, you either, you know, leave or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he ended up uh, saying, you know, the band is over, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and we, I mean, we had a contract with EMI. So we, we mm. you know, we said, well, we have this tour 
booked okay we ended up writing him a letter like his uh his a letter of uh resignation <laughs> and um and he was kind of you know saying hey i'm not quitting the band blah 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 and it was so complicated we just ended up continuing without him so emi continued with us sent us on a tour and tom wasn't there anymore so, so you're still but you're still butt trumpet at this point yeah we we're butt trumpet okay. at that point and uh um so we, you know, we continued on, tried to, you know, did some demos for EMI, um, and and uh, Tom ended up serving us papers um, when we were at a club playing, and him and he had the Sky Service, who ended up being the uh, singer for Buck Cherry. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, they served us papers on stage while we were playing at our feet. Oh, fun. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, oh God, what was the name of Buck Cherry singer? Why am I drawing a blank right now? Hold on. I'll, I'll find it. Hold on a Adder. second. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he served us papers. And, um, so anyways, we, we played for, I don't know, maybe another half a year, finished that tour. Uh, and, and we ended up just calling it a day. Uh, EMI didn't. They weren't gung ho on the, the the songs that we did that we recorded. Uh, we kind of just wanted to do what we were wanted to do, and we ended up. Um, I ended up starting to play with Bobsled with Judy. She was in a, a punk rock band, and we always played with them. Uh, in, I mean, before I joined them, they were our friends, and we used to play shows, Bobsled and Butt Trumpet. So I ended up joining her band, and Judy ended up joining uh, the Humble Gods with. Some of the guys, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Cottonmouth Kings, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she joined a band with those guys before Cottonmouth Kings, Humble Gods, and then um, so we just started doing that. And Judy, I mean, uh, Judy and I were playing, and Blair was on tour. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm like screwing up all over the place. Bianca <laughs> <laughs> started going on tour with uh, Humble Gods. And for about a year, we were calling each other, you know, uh, catching up, and we missed playing with each other. And so after her year of touring, we said, let's let's form another band. We're going to let's do more rock. That's where we came from before, right? <laughs> we loved Kiss and, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And so we formed Betty Blowtorch. And so the first time we jammed, uh, we, Judy and I worked at a place called Lightning Doves. We used to practice up in the attic. And we got together and started playing, and it just it just clicked. We had a really great chemistry from the get-go. And so we were like, okay, we can't afford pyrotechnics like KISS, so let's get fireworks, and we can get girls with, with Aquanet cans and lighters and have our own little <laughs> low-tech you know, pyro show. Well, that doesn't so sound that, that doesn't sound too dangerous at all. Um, <laughs> okay, so is was was Josh Todd the name of the guy in Buck Cherry? That yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the singer. He's it the is. It okay. is. Yes, Josh Todd. Josh, okay. Josh Todd. Yeah. I, I, and, I, so, and I have to ask at the at that event you were talking about when you played with the Cramps and Radiohead, did you get to interact mm-hmm. with Radiohead at all? Did you get to talk to Tom York at all? You know what? Tom York was fighting with some of the guys in his band, and the only thing that was <laughs> dividing us were these curtains. Yeah. So, for, uh, Cheryl Crow actually came into our 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 little. Uh, blocked off area she had like a butt trumpet sticker across her chest that she took <laughs> off of the monitor which was pretty funny but 
Tom York was arguing with some of the ba- <laughs> some of his band members next next to us. That doesn't. Su- I, did, I never got to meet them because they were going through something over there. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He just seems like a pretentious. See, I, twat. I mean, but I know Radiohead's more famous, but wouldn't you rather meet the Cramps anyway? anyway? Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. that, good lord, that'd be yes. the one oh, yeah. me, right? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And I didn't get the funny thing is I didn't get to meet them that that gig at that gig, but. They were looking for a bass player a few years later, and I actually mm. got to try out. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> Which was funny because uh, they said, okay, it's like a dress. People don't dress like the cramps, right? But mm-hmm. I tried yeah. anyway. But you know what? I didn't I didn't make the cut, but I got to jam with the cramps in in Ivy and you know Lux's house, which was that's amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah. See, that's interesting because they didn't used to have a bass. When they first couple of albums, anyway, it was just two guitars, right? They didn't have a bass player at all. So interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's stick let's stick a song, a song in here. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which one are we doing next? What, what we should we go in order of the one? Uh, what's next, Neil? You're the DJ. Well, we should probably do an early. Um, well, seeing as seeing as in the story, you know, the band's just formed, so we should probably do one of the yep. earliest ones, right? That makes sense. So, what should we do, Sharon? What's the earliest one here? Have any of the Betty Blowtorch oh, songs that, um, you've, that you've picked? Hey, probably Love Hate. Love Hate. All right. So, yeah, Betty Blowtorch with Love Hate.
love hate that's a fantastic song uh betty blowtorch constant constant uh subject of uh songs for the band right the betty uh betty bianca's uh marriage yes <laughs> I mean, so very, very very personal that one very personal yeah yes it is Damn. yes it is <laughs> so yeah so you said you wanted to play rock and and so so the advantage is you girls had all been playing together you women had all been playing together so you had a good chemistry and so you kind of were able to arrive almost fully formed i mean did you so you had a real distinct vision for what you guys wanted to sound like yeah yeah we um did. we did bianca and i were huge kiss fans Yep. Uh, I mean, when we were in like, we're talking fifth grade, right? Sure. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that came first and then came punk rock for us. Now, okay. then we played with butt trumpet and we were like, let's do rock. Let's do, you know, like, let's do rock and have fire. And um, Blair was perfect because she was actually like, I think she kind of came from that scene. Uh, you know, like, uh, even when she joined butt trumpet, she was, she was, you know, she was a rocker. Hmm. So 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 and, um, so at this point yeah. at this point you've switched to, to guitar right because because uh, Bianca's playing not bass, yet right? oh no oh okay okay yes I'm sorry I'm sorry I thought I was thinking when Blair joined um, yeah so yeah to guitar at the end of butt trumpet and so when Betty Blotorch joined. So, so musically you clearly had a vision it's funny because you were talking about the pyrotechnics like I, I was watching where you were playing in Detroit somewhere and it might have been like a record store or an outside. <laughs> oh, I was looking at that one oh too. My... Yeah. <laughs> but oh there's my like God. Tiny pyrotechnics going up. It's, it's actually sort of hilarious. Yeah. Be- yeah exactly. it, it's just like, it's fun, but it's not like, you know, at least, you know, they're not doing the great white thing. They never burned anybody, you know, didn't burn down half a club, right? <laughs> not that we know. Uh, not that we know. Exactly. <laughs> so, so if musically you had a vision, what about, what about lyrically, so you've been playing. You got your girls been playing this sort of avant-garde like punk rock band. So you wanted to go a more straightforward direction musically. Yeah. At that lyrically, there was gonna it was gonna be no holds barred. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all we knew how to do. You know, I mean, it's it was just kind of like what we did. In the, you know, tongue in cheek, uh, kind of stuff in butt trumpet, and we still, you know, the core was still there, and we that's what we knew how to do. So. Okay. Yeah, so we just kind of—that's just all we all we did. It's it's funny because I hear some of the part of me thinks that you guys you, you girls were just so far ahead of your time. I hear the, I hear like the you know you hear like was that song WAP or WAP? I don't even know how it's pronounced. That WAP that big hit last year, and I've only heard it once or twice. It made me blush honestly, but it's like. <laughs> When I hear a a filthy song like that on the radio, make it big, all I think is they should be paying royalties to Betty Blowtorch because they were kind of breaking down these breaking down these walls long before you know most of these kids that are singing now these filthy songs were even born. I don't even know what WAP is. I don't either. I don't. Tom, please tell us what WAP is. I'm, I'm interested in what this is. It's, I'm out of the loop, man. I don't know I what's think going it was on. Like, I think it won a Grammy for Song of the Year. And I think it's Cardi B. If I'm wrong, don't yell at me because I don't keep track of pop music at all. But no, it's it's called Wet Ass Pussy. That's the name oh, of the song. Okay. Oh, my, oh my uh, God. Right. Okay. I'm, yeah, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I'm a middle-aged man, and I was watching this with some guys in the computer at work, and I was, I was like, embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. It took me back to being, like, a 50 been listening to a two life crew tape hoping oh my, my parents God. you know yeah 
Because it's one thing. Well, and the other thing is, you know, we kind of touched on this with the love hate thing. It's one thing to be, you know, it's tongue in cheek. I think I see what you guys are doing lyrically, sort of a, like an extension of like ACDC, right? It's kind of a, mm-hmm. a wink and a nod, kind of a, you know, it, it's it's kind of double entendre, that kind of thing. But like the love hate thing was so, it's so personal. You know, was there oh, yeah. ever was there ever any time where you're like, man, I, I I don't even know how to ask the question. I guess it's it's was there ever any hesitation to open open yourselves up that much? I mean, I, I assume a lot. I know a lot of that was Bianca, and and obviously she's not here to answer that. But you know, I wonder yeah. if it was ever a an inner struggle of do I want to really expose this much of myself to people? She was she was pretty open. Um, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with "Get Off" that song, yeah. but yeah, so that's the same thing. She opened up. She, I mean, she was going through a lot, you know, before, uh, went through her divorce with her first husband. And, um, yeah, that was her way of sort of, uh, you know, getting out what she needed to get out, you know? And so. I don't know if you know that song, you know, that get off. It's, it's about her being molested or I assume as a, I, I think by her father or something. It's pretty brutal. Oh honestly. my god! Yeah, you know what? I did listen to that one today. Oh yeah, holy crap! Right, yeah. That was uh, imagine, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I can imagine it's a little bit cathartic, but at the same time, it seems like you sort of had to relive it every time you sang it. Yeah, it took a lot out of her for both of those songs, actually. Um, but yeah, it was like her her therapy. You know what I mean? No, remi- um, but re- it did. Remind me to come back to this at the end of the at the end of the interview because there's some a lot of similarities. Believe it or not, between this the stories you're telling me about Betty Blowtorch and the early Susie and the Banshees. So let me let me come back to that later on. But I'm sorry, oh, continue. Okay. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah, but except it, but but Betty Blowtorch music you can actually listen to. Susie and the Banshees sound like someone dumping out a drawer full of silverware. Listen, floor, you know? oh, listen, knock Susie it off. Yeah, I do too. I do too, Tom. You're outvoted, buddy. Susie and the Banshees are fantastic. Oh, I like her. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, that's all good. I just, I... That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. So, so you guys made, okay, you guys made basically, so how many, what was the total beginning to end of Betty Blowtorch, well, at least the, the first end, what, I mean, what was it, like three years? It was a real, sh- actually a pretty short period of time, wasn't it? It was a pretty short time, amount of time. Our first, I don't remember when we got together, but our first gig, I'm going to say it was in 1998, and Bianca passed away in 2001. So yeah, like yeah. three years. A very um, short time. So let's, let's, let's stick another song in. Let's do another, stick another song in there, Neil. Okay. I sort of want to play Let's do. Uh, well, we got, I don't care. Hell on Wheels do was do, the next. Hell, Hell on Wheels was the next one I had on the list. If that's okay. Yep. Let's do yeah, that's cool. I, can I say something about Hell? Oh, on definitely. Wheels? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, so so uh, we actually um, this there's a, a woman named Dr. Caroline Hellman. She's like Fox News and okay. NBC, and she's actually she's got a a show on New TV called Hellman Headlines. And uh, she's using that for her opening theme song. So she's, right. yeah, hell on wheels. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Uh, okay, so Betty Blowtorch with Hell on Wheels.
There you go. Helen Wheels, Betty Blowtorch. Did you guys? So EMI didn't didn't like the direction you were going at first. Were you having? Were you guys having any label interest at this point? Once you got uh, rolling. Wait, what? What? With you're talking about Betty Blowtorch? Yeah, I'm talking about Betty Blowtorch. Yeah. Always. Uh, move, you mean? Always you mean? I try. I mean, we yeah. do digress. But Wait, I mean, we, we digress. Any, did we have any label interest? Yes. Were you, what were you, what were you looking at? I mean, were you, were you girls, I, I guess the, I guess the question of what I really want to ask is, were you having pretty good success at this point? We were, yeah, we were doing pretty good. Um, we did our, the EP off one, but we did that yep. with Duff McKagan. Oh, and, okay. yeah. So he, he produced that record. We, we met him at month three, um, uh, from his, uh, it, I, Bianca was in a band, the Humble Gods. Her, their manager was this guy named John Reese. Okay. He came and saw Betty Blowtorch. He's friends with Duff McKagan. and he says, "I want." He wants to record some music. He has a home studio, so I want to bring him in to check you guys out. So he brought in Duff McKagan, and Duff McKagan loved it and wanted to, you know, produce our record. You know, that's what he was doing at the time was mainly recording, and um, so we went. We went and we did that EP at his house. So, so what was the the records were on a label called Food Chain. What was that on? Was that on Food Chain also? No, that one was on Foil Records, and that was a label that John Reese had, the guy that introduced us. And okay. he did this with a guy named Eric, and I, God, I, I don't remember his last name, but he worked at A and M, or no, okay. he was at Vir- he was at Virgin. I'm sorry. Okay. Virgin. And they did kind of bring it around to, I believe it was Warner Brothers, um, and uh, I don't know what. If, you know, they did. They didn't bite. I think it was too, you know, <laughs> out <laughs> there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. too that, much. That's that same time. Well, you know, there had been some very successful all-female groups at that point. You know, L Seven had had a nice run. Um, yeah. totally. Babes in Toyland, Bikini mm-hmm. Kill. You know, there was, but they were doing definitely. It wasn't as raw as what you guys were doing, I think. Right, right. Lyrically, it was more of like, it was, because what you guys were doing, I think, was female empowerment too, but it was much racier. You know, they were doing a much more serious sort of. You forgot the Spice Girls, Tom. What are you talking about? What's the matter with you? What's that? You forgot the Spice Girls. Throw them in there. It's funny. I think I th- actually I think Betty Blowtorch were kind of the anti Spice Girls. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the Spiceless Girls. Like, the Spice Girls was called Scary Spice. Every one of them in Betty Blowtorch was scarier than everyone. But <laughs> they had it. a tough. They had the tough image, and that that's that's the thing, is, you know, I I, I think like I said, I think you guys were almost a little ahead of your great look which i know shouldn't be important but it is but you had a great look but you could play too you know it was you, you, you it seems like the complete package i wonder if five years later ten years later it would have been a little different a I little know. different we'll but, never know that's what sucks but um, it does, it does suck. i mean but you know like you had mentioned l7 and babes in toyland i mean they've got to a certain point you know what i mean um, that's true. so you, you never, just don't know you just don't know if it would have gotten much farther, you know. And, know. and you watch you watch the L seven documentary, and they say we loved what we were doing, we were having success, Everybody loved us, but we couldn't even make a living wage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was they it's hard. Playing. It's so hard. They quit you know? playing for close to twenty years or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. at at some point, and 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 I and and I don't I don't want to put you on too much on the spot, but at some point, being in the band was started to wear on you guys too, specifically you and Judy, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, it's hard being 
on the road anyways. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, we were kind of going through some tough times and we were really tired. We were young. So the way we handled it, we were definitely young. But um, I mean, there was, I don't know if you saw the film. You know, there was, there, did you see the Betty Blue? I've Blue seen it, but I have, I, I'm trying so hard. I, I'm having a hard time finding it. I've seen oh. it. I've seen the majority of it, but I actually haven't seen like the ending, like the like the. I haven't seen what you'd call the sort of hard parts at the end. Oh yeah, okay. Well, it's it's on Amazon, just so you know. Amazon Prime has the film, but um, you know, I mean, there's there's, so there are some things that are explained and stuff how how things kind of went down in the film. Um, some of the things that weren't mentioned were, um, um, well, Judy's mom had cancer. Okay. And um, actually, before we went on that last tour, she was making arrangements for her aunt, um, who was dying, to you know be buried in Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which which is crazy because that's where Bianca is. But Judy has family members that are at Hollywood Forever, and she, before we left, was making arrangements for her aunt, who hmm. you know had you know any time she was going to pass away. So, uh, and her mom had breast cancer. So, I mean, there's other things, you know, it's not just a band thing sometimes, you know, there's also personal stuff going on at home. So, so she had that going on, her her aunt making arrangements and her mom was going to have a mastectomy while we were on tour. And so, you know, she was stressing out about that kind of stuff. I had some stuff going on with my heart. Um, I, I mean, after Bianca passed away, I had my son and I had open heart surgery, but mm. the pain in my chest was happening during Betty Blowtorch. Mm. And, uh, I had to, you know, when tours would come up, I, w- I would have to, you know, uh, reschedule a lot of my appointments to go on tour. I mean, it's business. We were, we had, we had a label, we had to tour, we had to, you know what I mean? We had to sell records. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I would, you know, rearrange stuff and, um, but yeah, I had a lot of, uh, I had, after the fact, I have a mechanical heart valve now, but hmm. uh, at that time, I was just kind of like, didn't know what was going on yet. We were testing everything out, and uh, I had found out that I had a mitral valve. Um, it was stenosis, so what it was, it was scar tissue on my valve, and um, and it was just building up a lot of scar tissue. I had rheumatic fever when I was a kid, oh, and so I right. didn't find I didn't find all this stuff out until I was on tour and going, you know, doing some testing here and there. Yeah, but it yeah. was taking so long because I'm gonna find out the results of this, and then I'd have to leave. And so, I mean, I was worried about that also while I was on tour. And I mean, you know, the band was great; we had a great time. But there was some stressors here and there, and um. And then, you know, just everything within the band and all the people that were involved, the label, the bookers, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are in bands that tour, but it's really difficult. And especially when you're doing better, you kind of have more people involved. And that helps in some ways, and it also creates more problems. And um, so, yeah, there was a lot, a lot in the mix when that all went down. Well, let, let's take a step back a second, because... Previously, you'd, uh, the first EP or whatever was on Foil Records, you'd said, right? Yes. But, and then yes. you recorded your uh, first and, and, and really only album, right? Are You Man Enough? And that was on yes. That was on Food Chain. That, tell, tell us about, about Food on, Chain. Okay, so we, we ended up playing in Texas at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. which a lot of uh, see in there are labels and sometimes they get deals. And Food Chain was there. And they had they had decided they wanted to put out our record, and uh, 
So yeah, that's uh, who we, who is Fuji? Is that anybody? I mean, do we? Who, who, where are they out of? I, I don't know anything about this label. Um, I think I, I think changed. the only two records I have by them are, are you guys. Yeah, and and uh, well, the, uh, there's a couple. There it's kind of a small label. Yeah, out of Los Angeles. Okay, um, out of LA. Yeah, they did this. They did a super group. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so they did a couple. You know, local bands. Uh, okay. And uh, and then then Super Suckers were actually actually out of I mean Super uh, Super Group was actually out of New Orleans. But most. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so the so actually. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll hold off on that. So, so you got you girls were all pretty good friends, but you were all in the van together a lot, and it, yes. and you had a lot of stuff going on beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so famously, they they at some point had to finish the tour with a couple a couple of the girls from L Seven, wasn't it? One of the girls, yeah, Jennifer Finch. Jennifer Finch, okay. Yeah. And that was and, so. What, what year was that? Was that two thousand one? That was two 2000- thousand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. She died in two, yeah, yeah end of 2001. 2001. She died yeah. at the end of 2001. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so and, and maybe this was in the movie. And like I said, I, I've, I've seen so much of the movie, but I haven't seen the end of it. And I, mm-hmm. I really, I, I was just looking on Amazon Prime. I swear I looked on there yesterday to see if it was on there. I looked at all my services. I, yeah, I, I, did I too. even talked to Alexa and I said, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Oh, now she's going to come awake. Dang it. Yeah, now, now you woke up Alexa. See what you did? See what you did? Exactly. So for, um, for those people at home, but, so so for those people at home, there is a documentary, documentary, right? Like documentary. Yes. There you go. Called Betty yes. Blowtorch and Her Amazing True Life Adventure. So, um, yeah, we can try and look for that. But, yeah, I looked for it today as well on mine, and I couldn't find it. So, but I know. Yeah, I don't I, think it's on Prime anymore. Yeah. I, I know it these pe- these places all swap them around all the time. Like, they drop things yeah, and add yeah. things. So, you never can yeah, tell. Yeah, Netflix had them. Netflix had it when they did DVDs. And then and then it went to Hulu. And then I, last I thought was Amazon, but I guess not anymore. So, I'm not you sure. Know, maybe I'll just, I see the DVDs, yeah, DVDs on sale on Amazon. Maybe I'll buy it off of there. Yeah. But, but, but so... So my, my 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 question is, and and you probably answered this on the and on the DVD so or on the documentary, so you'll have to for, you'll have to forgive me. No, like that's I said, okay. I, it's okay. I haven't it's seen right. the end of it. So we're and and this is, this is a tough question. It's a tough question for me to ask. I swear. Did you guys were you able to bury the hatchet? Were well, you able to hold make, on, hold on, Tom. Did Tom, you and Tom, Bianca, Tom. Were you able to make peace? Yes, I'm Tom, sorry. Ho- hold on one second because you 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 know the story, so you're actually getting ahead. So I mean, most of our listeners won't know the story, right? So. The yeah. album, the album came out right, and it did it did really well. So you went on a nationwide tour with uh, who was the band you went on tour with? Nashville Pussy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love me some Nashville Pussy, great band. Yeah. And then, yeah. but then about ha- was was it like halfway through the tour that that you and the drummer decided to leave? Was was that the deal? Something um, like that. Uh, some, something like that. Yeah, I don't know if it was halfway or uh, yeah, because we left before Thanksgiving, and she passed away on the fifteenth. So yeah, oh, I guess it was close. Oh, so it was less than a month before. Oh, okay, okay, it was close. Yeah, two two weeks later, she passed away. Wow. Okay. Okay. Or so, something like that. Yeah. And that was that you were in New Orleans, I believe, right? When you guys decided to leave or something. No, that's where she passed away. Oh, we left okay. In, My bad. Judy and I left in, I believe it was North Carolina. Okay. Oh, I thought it was Las Vegas. I thought I thought in my head it was Las Vegas is where the accident was. No, no, yeah, we wa- we drove all the way across the country. Um, we were at, it was either South Carolina or North Carolina. Wow. Yeah, that really yeah. is all. The country. Like 
3000 yeah. i mean that's the full 3000 mile drive or whatever yeah um did had you guys had you spoken in the time between no uh, so you really yeah it's sad we yeah we hadn't buried the hatchet yet um but um yeah and you, it, you surely would have i mean you guys have been friends for a long time at this point it's just yeah i think so i mean blair and i and judy we're all we're all good and we actually play together now um so i, I think I, we would have i definitely want to talk about that too all right let's 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 stick another song in okay and we'll kind of catch up to where we're at now because I'm 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 a very you know I never got to see you guys during that little three year run so I'm, I'm now have a little glimmer of hope so let's uh <laughs> stick another song in there and right. then we'll okay so the next song up is sucker if that's okay sure sucker okay, okay. so sucker uh, by Betty Blowtorch. Yeah. 
There you go, sucker. But a Betty, little mm -hmm. Betty blowtorch. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, so, I just I just wanted to put some story around that because because Tom, I know you know the story real well, but I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of our listeners might 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 not know that story, so might not know the full story. Yeah. And she was she was riding with someone who was drunk, basically, right? Is that the is that the story? Yes, she was. And it was a Corvette, and you could see the Corvette. And it was just yeah. yeah. We had met the guy up in Chicago. Um, I don't remember if it was the tour before or that tour in, but we met him in Chicago. It might have been the tour before or even that tour. We met him in Chicago. Um, we you know hung out, hung out. We didn't go anywhere with him. We were just kind of talking at the merch booth, and mm -hmm. and he showed up in Chicago. And so we we you know, were like, hey, you know, we're talking to him in Chicago. No, did I say Chicago? It started in Chicago, then it was in New York. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we ran into him in New York, um, and so we kind of knew who he was. And then, uh, and then I guess when they got down to New Orleans, he showed up and he drove over in his brother's Corvette. And Judy and I weren't there for that, but uh, yeah, Blair and Jennifer Finch and the drummer that they had, um, which was Dave from. He played with a bunch of bands, but anyways. Hmm. Uh, the driver showed up in New Orleans and she, yeah, he was giving her a ride back to the hotel. That was it. Just a couple miles back to the hotel. Hmm. Yeah. Yikes. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Too, that's too it, bad. It, it really is. It, it does. It's, it was, it's a, it was it's, really crazy. Cause when I heard about it, I was like, what the hell? How did she watch it? You know, cause she wouldn't, they wouldn't let me drink if i was it was my turn to drive we tried we tried to always take turns driving blair and bianca were both in the program with a lot of time clean and sober and mm. so you know i was the only one that really drank and judy occasionally but we would always it was my turn don't give sharon any drink tickets right <laughs> or or here judy drink these shots don't let her get to him you know yeah, but, yeah. so i was i was really surprised that she got into the car with him um hmm. Because they were pretty, they were pretty careful about that. So I don't know if it just maybe he wasn't that obvious. I don't know. I think he had speed in his system. Any? Oh boy. I don't know. Or she just really wanted to go back to the hotel real bad. But <laughs> I have no idea. And I think I read. Hmm. I think I read that he survived, right? And and unfortunately, he Bian did. Bianca got killed. Yeah. It's yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it is terrible. So. Uh, had you so the other the had the rest of you always sort of maintained your friendship for the I mean it's been nearly twenty years now right I mean have you always guys yeah. always kind of kept in touch? Um, Blair and I didn't get in touch until about five years later. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was in she was in a band called um, Blair Bitch Project, and then she was playing in a band. <laughs> That's an amazing name, TV. by the way. That's amazing. That is a great. Yeah. And then, and then she did this band called the UVs. So I was in a band and she was in a band. We happened to get the phone call from the cat club saying, yeah, you know, do you guys want to play our club? You know, Blair's band is playing also. And I'm, I was just like, does she know that I'm playing also? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, I guess she was fine with that. So we played, we didn't actually have a conversation then. And then we also played <sighs> another show where Judy and I were in a band called Stay at Home Bomb and we played with Blair Bitch Project. And we walked right by them and everything, and we just, it was weird. We didn't have a conversation. I, I guess we weren't, you know, we just weren't sure, like, 
Nobody uh, wanted to break the ice. Right, right. And so um, it wasn't until uh, we were playing the Cat Club <clears throat> that, uh, or wait, I'm sorry. No, we did that, and I don't think I talked to her. It wasn't until the Betty Blowtorch movie was playing at Hollywood Forever mm. that I talked to Blair. So there, uh, the screen, they had the original screening at, um, well, it, was, it used to be called the Cinerama Dome. And I wasn't there for that. I was having my son. I was in the hospital, you know, having my son. So I didn't get mm-hmm. to make it to the, um, the premiere screening. And then they had a second screening at a Silver Lake Film Festival. And I was having open heart surgery for that one. So I didn't get to make it. But both Judy and Blair were at that one. And they, they hadn't really talked. They saw each, I think they saw each other in the audience, but nobody really talked. So that was a little weird, but which I guess we just weren't ready. Okay, so at the third screening, I was able to go. That was at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and that was awesome. We had, like, stilt walkers and fire breathers and people lighting themselves on fire. <laughs> and I, I sat there, and I saw Blair, and I remember I was with Jerry, who used to play drums and butt trumpet. He, he played till the very end, and uh, we went over there, and I, I talked to her. And, um, and it was all good, you know? It was all good. The next day, she and I had a show together in Huntington Beach, and we went out to dinner and talked. And ever since then, everything was cool. I started jamming with her in a band called Psycho Star. Hmm. And, um, and, then, and then I think it was the 10-year anniversary of Bianca's death. We talked about doing a karaoke-type show mm-hmm. where, you know, it was me, Blair, and Judy, you know, friends come up and pick a song to sing and so uh before we got together we decided to do it but before we got together blair you know told kelly from food chain i want to talk first so we all went to dinner and that was the first time that blair and judy saw each other and we just bared the hatchet and and then we played that show and ever since then we've been playing like uh maybe once or twice a year you know we went up to san francisco to Arizona. So what, and, what year was yeah. what year was that then? Uh, I think it I mean, was. Um, well, she passed away in two thousand one. We we tried to do a ten year, but we weren't ready. So it was uh, probably the eleven year, which was two thousand twelve. Okay. Twelve. Yeah. Okay, because the movie was like two thousand six, right, or something like that. Yeah, two thousand six. Um, yeah. It says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's funny. I did not know that. I, I did not know this. This is all news to me. I did not realize that. So when you okay, so after after you were not in Betty Blowtorch anymore, were you still trying to do music like as a living, or did you kind of pull back a little bit at that point? I, I pulled it back a little bit because my son was born. I got okay. So I quit in two thousand one. I ended up getting married in two thousand two, and I had my son mm. in two thousand three. And I didn't play for the first two years that I had my son. I just wanted to be, you know, stay at home mom sure. or whatever. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of took a break from that. And um, your son's going to be an adult this year. Holy cow! He's yeah, he's seventeen right now. He's going to be eighteen. I can't believe that. Time, <laughs> I, I, time Neil, flies, Neil and I, man. Neil time. and I both have adult children. We totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. How old are your kids? Mine are going to be 22 and 20 and wow. 17 and 
14 and Neil, your daughter just turned 21. Right? Yeah, my daughter just turned 21. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it is. No more her driving us home. No more her driving us home if we go to Reggie's or something, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was really the only gap was, you know, around the time that I had. You know, I got married and had my son and I had open heart surgery. I had to take a break after that for uh, quite a few, you know, like quite some time. But um, that was really the only break. And then, um, you know, I started playing with a few friends, you know, locally. You know, I I didn't really tour or anything like that. And then uh, I I played, you know, with Blair for a couple of years. And then um, I didn't really tour with with them that much. I I think Vegas was the most I did with Blair. It was mm. funny because she asked me for the keys. <laughs> so I wouldn't drive off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, at least there was a sense of humor about it. But yeah, then after that, really the only um, touring uh, I've done, well, we did a little bit after the uh, re- the karaoke type thing with uh, Mia. Uh, we have Mia when we're recording. But we, um, during the karaoke thing, she sang two songs and we loved it so much. We just, we wanted her in the band. So we're actually, we did uh, Vegas. No. Yeah. Did we do Vegas? No, we did Arizona. I'm sorry. And we did San Francisco. So we did, you know, uh, weekends in each of those places. And right now we're actually recording. Oh, that's cool. So and, th- and uh, we're doing that from home uh, because we can, you know, because of COVID, COVID, because of stupid it's, COVID. It's been yeah. the perfect time. It's been the perfect time. We've been writing songs and we started recording each of our tracks at at our own homes. We have uh, our setup, and then we just last weekend did the vocals tracks in the studio. So, hmm. yeah, it's been pretty cool. So, so is there is there any chance you'll tour? Yeah, I think we will. I think Dude, we yeah, will. that's that's amazing. So obviously, this this twenty twenty was a total disaster. Twenty twenty one is not looking too promising. Right. Hopefully next year maybe late this year that can be but that's good news. okay so that that's that's cool so you guys potentially i mean you'll probably want to do it differently i assume you probably won't want to be away from home as long as you not going to be the the you know one but that would be amazing because you know we're here in the we're here and not that we don't get good shows neil's actually near chicago so we actually get you know he gets he gets all the shows yeah (laughs) well most i'm a little (laughs) I don't get quite as many, but I'm close enough to Detroit and close enough to Chicago that I can get to. But yeah. and yeah. and you'll you'll have to come to the Midwest because the the our mutual friend who introduced us is in wonderful Southern Illinois. Good so. old Jake. Really? Yeah. Good old Jake. Okay. I know that he's, would be that would be cool. I know he's gonna wanna he's gonna wanna catch up. Yeah. So all right, hey, let's, hey, let's hey, play hold, another song. Hold hold no. hold on, Sharon. You 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 jumped over something completely. Weren't you in? Didn't I read or didn't I hear somewhere that you were in like an ACDC cover band or something during this time? Yes, yes. There you go. Yes, I uh, well, 2011. Okay. Uh, uh, until last year, 2020. So yeah, wow. for nine years, I was playing with Hell's Bells, ACDC tribute band, and a few. I think that that maybe I want to say 2006. I was sorry, 16. No, wait. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 16. <laughs> Judy joined. So we oh, were both doing so, Hell's Bells. So which one of you is Angus and which one of you is Malcolm? <laughs> so uh, Adrian, yes, and I played Malcolm. And that's, okay. And that's Hell's Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S, because 
Is that's yes. right, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that's correct. That yeah. was, that, that was an all female. That, so that was an all tribute. Yes. Yes. Okay. It was. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> like we've got to do really cool stuff. Judy and I were always. I mean, and Blair in Butt Trump, we were always like, God, we're still in a van with the U-Haul, you know, like we, we did the work tour and everybody's pulling up a van with the U-Haul attached and we're like, damn, Judy, sound for, uh, oh God, I don't even remember that. I, I can never remember any band's names or whatever, but it, it, they were a big <laughs> band. <laughs> Sugar Ray. That was oh, it. oh my lord! And, yes, and even, Sugar Ray. Even her boyfriend, <laughs> or even, even her boyfriend was in a in the you know like cable not working. We're like, you're in a fucking bus, anyways. So Judy and I pretty much skipped the bus, and we were traveling with Hell's Bells by airplane, which was pretty awesome. Oh wow! <laughs> That's because awesome. we were all spread apart. Judy lives in Tucson. I live in Southern California. Our bass player lives up in Washington, and. Um, our singer was, when I first joined, she was in Austin, and our guitar player was in Austin. So everything we did, and our other Malcolm, because I was splitting it, we lived up in Washington. So we everything we did was a fly out. And, uh, you know, the, the mm. tribute thing, like, I mean, if you're a good tribute band, you get paid decent money. It was way more than, you know, we were making with any other band. And Isn't that crazy? So we Isn't that crazy? All kinds of... <laughs> It's totally crazy. Right? It's Judy started off with the tribute bands, and I always like that first. Yeah, the first one she was in was cheap, cheap chick. And, but then, <laughs> oh, that's great. But then I, but then the but then I, are the best, then, man. Yeah, cheap chick, love it. Why would anybody? I didn't understand a whole tribute thing. Then right. I saw her go, you know, play for the troops in the Middle East, and then go to Japan and play for the troops. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck! Yeah, <laughs> I want to do well, that. And, it's uh, funny because there's. There's a very good Iron Maiden tribute band called the Iron Maidens. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> I would rather see them in a club any day than the actual pay- <laughs> you know, Oh, yeah. Stadium, yeah, you know? totally. We played with them in um, in Utah somewhere. And, uh, oh, yeah, they fu- they're incredible. Yeah, the guitar players are just spot on. They, they, oh, they're my very- God. Yeah, one of those guitar players is now with Alice Cooper. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Nita. Something. Nita. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Playing with Alice. Good. Yes, very good. Yeah. Easy on the eyes, too, Neil. Easy on the eyes. <laughs> Which always helps. No, but that always that, that is crazy, though, that you were making better money doing that in ACDC cover band than you did in your original band. That's just, it's criminal uh, in a way, yeah. but it's but it's good. I mean, I guess it's good in a way, but I don't know. It, I don't I know mean, what to think I of it. It didn't make sense to me at first, but then right. when you think of it, it's like, if you're, I mean, there's a lot of bad tribute bands there. And I, I'm, oh, for I'm, sure. I'm not yeah. too, I'm not too shy to say that we were really fucking good. Like, yeah. like and same with like, I, I mean, we were in there with, you know, like Iron Maidens and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, and that's why we got to play with them. And then we did a Led, there's a Led Zeppelin. Yeah. That was really good. That was that, that same day we played with all of them. And yeah, if you're good. What about, around, what about Led can, Zeppelin? I'm sorry, what? There's another one called Les, Les Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, there is. And I believe uh, the Bells played with them, too. So, yeah. The, but, yeah, like, if you're good, the, you've got the crowd already knows the song, which yeah. is different enough, from an yeah. original band that's trying. You know, I mean, you know, with, with Betty Blowtorch, like, a lot of places might know maybe one song if we're lucky, you know, but not. it's not the same as everybody in the audience knows every song and they're going nutty. Yeah, between that and just, you know, uh, being able to go to places like the Middle East and Japan and 
So we played in Singapore. I mean, it, it was crazy. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, all flight flights paid for. It was you know, no no van. No, you know what I mean. Well, the, you know, it was it was crazy. The funny thing about that uh, is, as well, that ACDC is still a going concern. So. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing to be a cover band. Yeah, but they don't play much. They're very old. They don't play much. Yeah, true enough. But I'm just, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Let's let's play another song, Neil. I want to talk about what they're working on. Okay. Do you want to introduce this one, Tom? Because this one's going to make you. This one's going to make you. uh, This one's going to make you blush. (laughs) Oh, is this the? Are we going to do "Shut Up and Fuck"? Yes, sir. (laughs) I want to hear you say it. I love this. Another (laughs) another classic. But yeah, I'm not much of a I'm not much of a cursor, Sharon. Actually, that's not true. I'm a I'm a big cursor in my personal life, but I generally <laughs> don't curse on the podcast. Right. But this right. is Bet- Betty Bo- Betty Blowtorch. Shut up and fuck. <laughs> As Tom so beautifully introduced it, that was "Shut Up and Fuck" by uh, Betty, Betty Blowtorch. Right. Well done, Casey. Casey never had to do that back in the day, Neil. Yeah, he all right. Oh, he'd yell about it. Betty, Blow- Betty Blowtorch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so were you a little first? You were probably a little hesitant to to do some new material. It's one thing to kind of you know exist as a tribute to your friend, but at what point did you decide that you guys should start working on some new stuff? Um, you know what? Didn't even start writing anything until COVID started, mm. and then and then and then the first first person to put something in was was Blair. So that's what we're doing, right? We're all like on our computers now during COVID, and she, you know, we just decided she she sent some tracks. Now I I've sent some tracks, and um, and then 
Judy put her drums down. We just said, this is a good time to start start uh, writing some not able to get together so we can't jam so right now it's just kind of sending each other riffs hmm. and um so, so the plan is to play you know the stuff we've always played once we start playing and, and throw in a couple of new ones sure yeah that's what you, that's what acdc does they're not yeah. playing their whole album a couple of key tracks off their new album yeah. so so what i'm sorry what was the was it mia you said there's a new singer yes mia so does mia she bass too she's yeah she plays bass and sings yeah, I can play bass. And, yeah, exactly. And Mia, we we kind of already knew Mia. Well, she uh, played with Mia in a band called the UVs. They're kind of helping out with uh, working with Food Chain Records, doing you know some promotion for them and stuff like that. And um, and then she sang a couple of tracks at the uh, karaoke thing, and so it was kind of one of those things where like she she fits perfectly, and so yeah, we just had her start you know join the band there, there was a moment where she sang those songs you're like she's the one who should be singing them <clears throat> yeah she just sang two at the karaoke thing and then um and then you know some people were like you played la come on man come up to san francisco so we're like mm. all right listen, come on you know we've got mia to come with us and play those and and then and then um tucson and phoenix and then we just you know then from then on we just you know played occasionally here and there once or twice a year, you know? Sure. Well, so I, I have to ask about that. So that's got to be a little bit awkward on a song like Love Hate, um, when it, the lyrics were so personal to Bianca. I mean, is she singing mm-hmm. those or are you not doing those in the set? No, yeah, we do those. Okay. We don't do Get Off. We, oh, we yeah, I was going to say, that one is very personal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we have not played Get Off, but we do do Love Hate. Because okay. that can kind of apply to anybody, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. it, it was a personal song, but it, we could still do it. Yeah. Personal. It's got a universe. No, but it, that, what, what, I was gonna say oh, that sorry. that kind of reminds me of um like <laughs> I can't even exist. I, I I can't even believe that Thin Lizzy as a band still exists without Phil being in the band. But um I believe that there's right. some there's some songs that Thin Lizzy that the new Thin Lizzy what you know whoever's in it now um that they won't do, which I guess is fair enough because some of them were super mm. personal to Phil. So anyway, that just got me thinking of that, you know. So, yeah. so, so lyrically, I mean, are you? I mean, obviously, you're not. You're not. Is you're not the kids that you once were. I know you're all still kids at heart. We're all still kids at heart, right? Right. But so, what is it? What's the? What's if I dare ask? What's the lyrical direction of the new stuff? Um, <laughs> she wants to. Uh, he he wants to know if you're still doing songs like "Shut Up and Fuck." That's what he wants to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we haven't done anything like "Shut Up and Fuck." It's, uh, like, it's like "Shut Up and Get Me the Remote Control." Okay, well, Let's yeah. just say that let, I can give you the titles of the three songs that we're working on right now. Sure. And one of them, you know, because of COVID, Be Hoarder, right? Yeah. And then we have one called Stronger Than Fear. Okay. And then we have one, oh my Sounds God, serious. it's called Law, but what does it stand for? Hmm. Oh my God, I don't even know what the third one's called. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's um, still a little tongue-cheek, but not as, definitely not as, uh, you know. Not as sexual. Let's put it that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do we, at least what, so far, man. Yeah. So, Neil, do we have? Do we have? We have a new. We have actually that newish, newer song that we're going to play. Do we have one more beyond that? No, we don't. That, well, I mean, that we, we can. We, we we can we can add lib and do whatever the hell you want. I mean, we tell you, we're not we're not beholden to anybody, man. We're own masters. We can do whatever we want. 
That's true. Well, let's play. Let, let's tell you what. Let's play the new song then, because I'm. So tell us about this this new song, drum drum solo, Sharon. Okay, so when we were recording the Food Chain album, this okay. was one track. It was the last thing we recorded with with Bianca. Um, we didn't really have lyrics yet, so we just kind of never finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did include that at the end of it was. I should say it was included in the last. Uh, in the last track of the movie it was kind of the closing track okay. um but uh it yeah it wasn't released so um, what you've got is so, that so it's a great rock and roll song i wonder but yeah I suppose, so this is sort of like a tribute sort of a strange bianca tribute like an unreleased song that nobody ever heard yeah yeah exactly and what okay what about the name because there's there's no, I mean, it's just a working title, I assume, or because it's called yeah. drum solo. There's, in fact, it, no drum solo in the song. There is a drum solo in the song. The whole the, half of the song is kind of a drum solo. Like, she's, well, it's not a solo because, but yeah. she's going off, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's just, you know, and uh, so we just called it that, you know? All right. So let's, let's play this. Let's, it's a, it's a wonderful rock and roll. Because boy, too bad it didn't get lyrics. And part of me says it really doesn't need it. It's just kind of a good, just kind of a good rock and roll jam. Because you guys had never done an instrumental before, had you? I, not, I mean, I'm trying to. Think no, no, we've never yeah. done one, we, and, and I don't think we ever meant for it to be that way. But it's sure. it's so good as it is, and we want to keep it that way. So I guess it's going to be without lyrics. <laughs> I'm gonna sing karaoke over it, Neil. I'm gonna write my own lyrics for it. There you go. Oh, there's an idea. Do it, dude. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like filthy. Problem is, you know, it's it's. It's uh, yes. I, you'll I don't start think to blush. Obviously, a... you'll, you'll probably start to blush. I'll, I'll, I'll have to write it. I don't think I need to sing a song about male sexual empowerment. I think they'll drum me right out of town. <laughs> me right out of town if I do that. <laughs> so let's, let's. So this is a. This is this track is as of now is just. It's not even on YouTube or anything, right? This is just kind of. It's at the end of the movie, but it's just kind of floating around. But it's not yeah. released. We, we well, we kind of released the thing I sent you was a video. Um, Judy just kind of put you know some pictures and, and stuff like that to it and i think she did put it up on youtube okay i couldn't find it but i, I, I oh, maybe it. maybe she didn't i think she put it on bad camp though but um, okay. yeah maybe it's not on that's there. Cool. It's like you guys as kids you know of, of uh and, and and band pictures and stuff it's yeah it's yeah. fun it's fun video yeah um okay let's do it this is this is betty bulltorch drum solo
has a drum solo and many blowtorch. <laughs> so, so, they, so, hey, hey, who who wrote the songs? Who wrote the songs? Did did all of you um, ta- have to have a hand yeah, in it? We or all, was, we all, was... Yeah, we all had a hand in it. Usually, we came in and someone's got a riff, and then we'd like add to it, and then, um, you know. Sometimes Bianca wrote lyrics. Sometimes I wrote lyrics. Sometimes a couple of us wrote lyrics. Uh, they were, it was all different. Hell on Wheels, for example, was all of us. Um, mm. All of us with the vocals. We, I remember writing the vocals for that one in the van while we were traveling. But um, yeah, we all kind of uh, threw in our ideas. And uh, yeah. Hmm. So, so I know during COVID, Neil and I both, and we were always record collectors our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And, but I know during COVID, we've really, I mean, we couldn't go to shows. Even though we're old codgers, we've still always went to shows and always, like, and did the punk rock thing where we were out and about, right? And yep. this last mm-hmm. year, Try. we had no shows. So what did we do, Neil? We bought a shitload of records. Yes, we went on Discogs and bought shit tons of records. Yep. Exactly. exactly. So I have, awesome. so, so, you, so the Betty Blowtorch, so there was the album, Are You Man Enough? And then there was a compilation called Last Call. Mm-hmm. Came out after the band was done, but mm-hmm. they were very much a product of the CD era. So they were both, I believe, only available on CD. Is there any talk, maybe, of mastering these things? They're not on super vinyl. easy to find. Yep. Yeah. Has there been any talk of that, Sharon? Tell me there we have. No, we have not discussed anything like that, um, but it is a thought. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, you should. Um, For sure. You definitely should. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll you can talk throw about that new track. Then. Throw that yeah. new track on the end and do like a double press of hot pink vinyl and charge like forty bucks. Yeah, for it. yeah, definitely. That's that's a good idea. But if we, you this, this new stuff you're recording, are you is, is there? I mean, is it just kind of for fun, or is there like going to do an EP, or you think maybe there'll be an album in the future, or are you just kind of playing it by ear at this point? Uh, yeah, I th- well, I think there's always a possibility. Um, we can't. Uh, we haven't really talked about how we're going to release it. Um, but I mean, yeah. If we keep writing and we have enough to put something out, for sure, that'd be great. Sure. Okay. I we think I we do have ahead. two live albums on Bandcamp. Uh, it was live in Atlanta oh. and live in Hoboken. Um, um, but uh, those are yeah, those are on Bandcamp, not vinyl or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a good idea. It's, I should talk to the girls about that. Maybe we can. You definitely you should know. because yeah. Uh, just our, pod- our podcast alone, because we got old geezers listening to it. You'll sell at least mm-hmm. you'll sell at least ten copies of vinyl. Yeah, we have vinyl. Come on our show, you will sell tens of copies of your record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But they won't buy right CDs. On. They won't buy CDs, so it's only vinyl right. that they'll buy. Well, that's right. not, like I said, I have both the albums on. I ha- I don't have the first EP, but I have the I have the both the the food chain things on CD. Unfortunately, right. my CDs are all in bags at the moment, but I'm getting them out, Neil. I'm getting them out. Next time you come up, I'm gonna have no, my CDs. No, we just I'm want the, no. Forget the CDs, man. That's just nineties, nineties nonsense. I listen to them in my car. If it's, it's not vinyl, it's it's nothing. There you go. How's that? No, let, let me, okay. Let me go back to something I talked about earlier in the podcast. So okay. here's the here's the parallels with Susie and the Banshees. So the best lineup of Susie and the Banshees was the first two albums, the Scream and Join Hands, and that mm-hmm. was Susie, Steve Severin on bass. John McKay on guitar and Kenny Morris on drums. They were doing a signing for their second album, Join Hands, in Scotland. And I guess Susie had, there was some kind of falling out. 
and Susie yelled at the guitarist and the drummer, and they both just up and left. <laughs> wow. They, they up and left the band in the middle of the tour, and uh, so they had, to, and that's how Robert Smith came to be in the band on the third album. That's Robert crazy. Smith I plays never guitar. Knew that. That's yeah. awesome. So that's how Robert Smith came to be in the band, and then after that. So if she wouldn't yell at her, if she wouldn't yell at her bandmates, we might have never got the Cure. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think he was doing both. I mean, are we going to blame Susie Sue for the cure? Just no, he was doing both, unfortunately, at the time. But um, ah. yeah, because I think the cure were actually supporting Susie and the Banshees on that tour, and that's how that's, that's how crazy. Robert Smith got to be in the band. I mean, but... that's a that's that's. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's a very. I guess that's a little bit of a parallel. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, there's the first one. Jeez, Tom. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's more. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, Neil. I didn't realize you're presenting yeah. a whole bunch of evidence. Yes. And the second one is Susie. Actually, Susie was molested as a child, um, mm-hmm. and she wrote a song about it called Candyman. And oh. and that so that was my that was my second parallel. So there you go. So that was that was that's that was crazy. all that was all I had. So yeah. Learn something new every day. That's that's wild. Yeah. Huh. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. We're gonna let Sharon go. Go and get on with. The I was gonna say what. What was it? Just made me wonder because I didn't ask. What were, what were you? What were your big influences? I mean, was there a was there a band when you got together? Did you say, hey, this is who we want to sound like, or was there was there nothing like that? Was it like, hey, we're gonna try to be. Well, I mean, we had the Kiss was a huge influence. Yeah. Um, you know, um, there was God, so many, so many influences. ACDC and and punk still. You know. Mm. Love the Ramones, love the Heartbreakers, you know, sure. Rick Dolls of Ramones. How about so the Runaways? How, how about the, the Runaways? runaways? Old girl sure, band. the sure. Runaways, yeah. Okay. The Runaways, definitely. Uh, Lita Ford, we actually do a song called Big Hair, Broken Heart. Yep. And that yep. one's pretty much dedicated to Lita Ford. That's great. Name drops, <laughs> name drops exactly. a bunch of, bunch of few. Well, it's funny, too, because you forget how L.A. is such a music place. You know, the singer from – the singer – served you papers and you know the drummer you know the drummer from skid row and you know it's just it's it's kind of yeah, funny you know it is crazy isn't it like you can't escape that <laughs> listen I, okay oh, 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 We're oh, gonna... hold on i do oh, I, uh, I do have one more question because you mentioned it a couple times yeah. sharon that cemetery in in hollywood that you mentioned what's it called hollywood forever or something it's called yeah, Hollywood Forever. Where Jack Ramon is. Um, well, I was going to say, it's a, it sounds like a, almost like a tourist trap because there's so many famous musicians buried there, apparently, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, famous musicians, famous, you know, actors, actresses, pr- you know, producers. It's it's totally Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, we've got, I think, Clark Gable's in there. I think there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of people. If you look up, if you, you know, Wikipedia, check out Wikipedia, Hollywood Forever, you'll see a list of I mean, people from way back. Because, like, I think Dee Dee yeah. is buried there as well, right? Is Dee Dee and Dee Dee is right. Bianca. Hmm. Hmm. He is literally like four steps from Bianca. I walk past Dee Dee Ramones to get to Bianca. Gonna, um, and here's, gonna here's a funny thing about Dee Dee Ramone. We played with Dee Dee Ramone. Okay. <laughs> Dee Dee Ramone's drummer is married to Mia. Huh. Okay. When when that Bianca right? passed away. Because uh, you know we were all buddies and stuff, uh, we played with Didi Ramone, and we uh, when when Bianca passed away, Didi Ramone got her Chihuahuas. He wanted her dogs, wow. so he had her Chihuahuas, but he got rid of them because he said they looked at him funny. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Was this what he was doing? Like, his... Chihuahuas. Was this what so, he was doing? His funky he... man thing? <laughs> or after that? 
Oh, it's been in early 2000. He didn't live that many years after that. He was gone six, by. He he died six months after she did. I was yeah. gonna say he wasn't he wasn't around much longer than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he they're they're really close to each other. If I ever get to Hollywood, that's definitely especially the Johnny Ramone one. Because if you I don't know if you've seen that stone. Oh, oh it's yeah, the stone oh, statue. Yeah. yeah. Stone. He's on the other so side this... of the lake from them. He's okay. like. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, isn't isn't there something isn't there something fancy about about Bianca's uh, the way she was buried or something? Isn't she in like a leather box or something? Or? Yeah, she's she's in a kiss lunchbox. Okay. Her ash her ashes yeah her ashes <laughs> are in a kiss oh. lunchbox, okay. and the lunchbox is placed in an anvil case, and the anvil case has black leather and studs around it. Nice. <laughs> says, yeah, I see. I see it right and now. And then her, and then she her uh, whatever tombstone or whatever is. It's a it's a woman carrying a torch, um, and uh, usually she's got one of those little like, you know, Mexican type uh, ukuleles kind of. Mm-hmm. She's got a little guitar around her, um, and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. It says, "What does it say? Born to rock." Oh, darn it, I made it too small. My eyes can't see it. Born to rock. Live to roll. That's pretty cool. Something see, I, like that, yeah. See, I was going to go to, when I was in England last, I was going to go and see Ian Curtis's gravestone, but that's like nothing really. That's just a, a thing on Bob. the ground that says Ian Curtis. Mm. It's very it's very unimpressive wow. in the Macclesfield Cemetery. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unimpressive, I'm afraid. Yeah. I did see yeah. Al Capone's grave, though. That's pretty cool in Chicago. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. Listen. Thank you so much, Sharon, for talking to us. Yeah, really thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope I when we get to the Midwest. I w- I really want to. I need you guys to come to Chicago or Detroit at some point. So put uh, that we on. Love, we would love that. We will put, put that, that on, on your the, uh, bucket list. Put, yeah, put <laughs> oh, yeah, that on your bucket list. I've been there in forever. Along with getting the album on vinyl. Get get that on there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there you go. Uh, Nobody yeah, for sure. Going to Detroit awesome. is never going to be be on anybody's bucket list. It's just never gonna. It's never gonna. <laughs> never gonna we did play in Detroit and uh, butt trumpet. Well, you did with Betty Blowtorch too, because I saw a video. There's a there's a pretty prominent video of you guys playing in Detroit, and I can't tell if it's like a record store or like outside or something. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we played the record store, and we played. Is it called the something dollar? The something. Oh, oh my could... God! The Golden Dollar? No, wait, so, what the uh, heck? We did play there, and it was the same. It was the night of the record store. Okay. Oh, I hate that I can't remember anything anymore. But it, <sighs> anyway, it was called. It had something to do with money. I forget, like the something dollar or the golden ticket. It is, <laughs> it is funny as it is funny as time goes by because I always talk about like anything after the year two thousand. I refer to right. it a couple of years ago. Yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it feels like it, right? Anyway, yeah. So, so yeah. The bucket list. Yeah, your your new bucket list. Your new bucket list, Sharon. Come back to Chicago and see about getting those albums on vinyl. Yeah. Anyway, right. No. <laughs> wish you guys nothing. Wish wish you girls nothing but luck. I like I say. I, I'm I'm actually. It makes me. It gives me a little glimmer of. Uh, you know, once things get back to normal, I hope we can uh, come I see you so play. Too. Yeah. I hope so, so. too. Uh, I would love to do that. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you Appreciate for having. It. Thank you for doing yeah, it. Thank you. Your time. Thanks everybody for. Actually, you know what? Should we, let's play out with the song, you know, shall we? Oh, it's up. It's up to you. We're out of songs, but yeah, go ahead and go ahead and do a. Let's play. Uh, should do we what? do get off or is it too perfect? We can do get off. That's fine. Let's do that one. That's our, yeah, our little really, to you want to you want to go off on that one, man? That's a kind of downer to go out on, don't you think? Well, hey, to go out on it, uh, how about rock and roll '69? There, there you go. go. Love it. That one closer. There we go.
All right. Anyway, yeah, thanks for, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks thanks so much for talking to us, Sharon. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you too. Thanks yeah. everybody. Thank you. Keep you a little mark in your heart. Stay free. Bye bye. We'll smell you later. This is this is uh Rock and Roll sixty nine. I'm sorry, Rock and Roll sixty nine. Betty Bulger's Rock and Roll sixty nine. We'll play that one on another show. Thank you. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs> Drugs, rock, the devil.